Okay, first things first, this one is going to be about brains and consciousness and weird alternate theories about what's really happening in reality. So if you're feeling a little kind of sensitive or fragile about the ground and stability of your reality, maybe give this one a miss today. But if you feel like you're having a psychic adventure, then come on in. Okay, so the whole idea that I'm going to talk about is predicated on this idea that minds arise from brains. That the the mind is a phenomena which comes from a brain and is kind of isolated to the brain in some sense. So you just, if you got a brain, that's what you need for a mind, right? If you just got those particular particles, those particular atoms, those particular molecules, chemical processes, uh, electrical processes that, that we call a brain, if you have all of that, that's what you need for a mind. So we're just going to suppose that for the sake of the argument. This is a pretty common supposition in normal kind of scientific discourse. This is the baseline scientific supposition about how minds work. Now, what they say is we don't really know exactly the mechanism for why there is a mind that comes from that particular arrangement of atoms. But we think that the arrangement of atoms is what's important to producing the mind. Now, just to give you some contrast, this would be opposed to some theory of the mind as as there being some kind of immaterial soul, as an example, which, and the mind is, is the experience of being a soul, and then the soul inhabits the body. This is an earlier theory that people, hundreds of years ago, they were into this idea, the soul inhabits the body, and the soul is the thing with the mind, and the body is a vehicle for the soul. Okay, different theory to the idea that the mind is a result of the of the physical fact of the brain. Okay, now we're just going to presuppose this kind of normal thing for the sake of this conversation. All right, the idea that I want to talk to you about is called the Boltzmann brain. It's based on some ideas from Ludwig Boltzmann. Here's a fact: the universe as we perceive it with our Earth. There's a sun, the sun is in the solar system, the earth is in the solar system, both of these are in a galaxy, the galaxy is in a wider space full of other galaxies, there are like hundreds of thousands, millions of galaxies, it's crazy, it's really difficult to think about accurately, I think it's probably impossible to think about accurately, but it's crazy. And here we are on our planet. Okay, this universe is at a relatively low entropy. Now, what entropy means is it's a measure of how chaotic something is, uh, how, like, random it is, how, yeah, like that. And it has a very technical thing we're not going to get into, but the, the basic idea is, say you have, if you have a glass of water on a table, that would be a, a lower entropy state than if the glass was smashed on the floor and the, the water was spilled. That would be a higher entropy state. This universe that we're in is in a relatively low entropy state. It could be much higher entropy. So the basic idea is that it's more likely, meaning it's a, it's a, a higher entropy state, which just means it's more likely, it's easier for the universe to get to a state where there's just a sea of chaos of just particles crashing into each other. They call this a, a homogeneous Newtonian soup. 
a homogeneous Newtonian sleep. Homogeneous meaning it's all the same stuff, and Newtonian meaning uh, it's just following the laws of Newtonian physics, which means kind of particles crashing into each other, and it's not getting into some weirder stuff like relativity, quantum that comes later. So in a homogeneous Newtonian soup, which is a very, very high entropy state, what's going to happen is brains will emerge as local phenomena just through the course of time passing and particles crashing into each other. Occasionally, you'll just get a brain and the brain will be having an experience and the brain will be having an experience of a world. And the experience the brain will be having is not necessarily of being actually in the reality that it's in a, a homogeneous Newtonian soup, right? Because I don't even know what that would be like to experience, but it'd just be kind of like being bathed in gas or something. But the brains will sometimes pop into existence just for a moment, pop, this brain, just all these particles just collide together and form a brain just for a second. And the brain will be having the experience of driving in their car, listening to a podcast or or doing the dishes and listening to a podcast on Earth in 2019 and having a name and having a family and having a life and having a job, having a history and having a future. And, you know, like the experience that you're having right now could be the experience of this Boltzmann brain that just flashes into existence for a second and then flashes back out of existence. So it's kind of crazy. Now, what's crazier is it turns out that is more likely to be what's happening to you right now than that you are actually in this universe that has all these features like a real planet Earth and like other people and a history where you were the same person from the, in the previous moments. That scenario, the one that you believe, that we all believe for the most part, is less likely than the scenario that you just flashed into existence for a second with all of this like uh, memory. I mean, you don't even have all of this memory. Right in this second, you just have whatever fragment of a second of memory that you have. You just, but you have this kind of idea that you have a lot of memory. You have an identity, but you're not actually remembering everything in your life right now. Right? You just, if I say like, you came into existence right this second, you'll get one memory in response to that in in a given moment, and the memory will be like yesterday. Like, no, I didn't, because yesterday I had an experience all this morning. But this is one memory, right? So really, what you are is this brain that has one memory and a feeling that it has a lot of memories. So there you go, you flash into existence, bam, Baltimore brain, and then bam, the next second you're gone again, and it's just the homogeneous Newtonian soup. An extra interesting wrinkle of this is that recently certain physical theories of our universe suggest so that right there the Boltzmann brain idea the basic idea says that like we're not really living in the universe we think we are we're really just a brain flashing into existence for one moment kind of ludicrous right people use this as an argument to say like that doesn't make a lot of sense um something's something's screwy here but the math works out this is what's What's wild is like from a probabilistic point of view, if we're looking at things purely based on kind of like what makes the most sense, the math works out that it's more likely that you are this Baltimore brain than that there really is somebody who sat down and recorded a podcast in another room in another time. In another time, in another place. And then uploaded it to the internet and you're now listening to it, right? This moment. That's not really what happened, mathematically speaking, most plausibly. Because, and I'll just say one more time, because that 
is a much lower entropy, therefore more unlikely situation than the situation of a homogeneous Newtonian soup with brains popping into existence. Now, this is a slightly different argument, so see if you can follow. Pay close attention. Different, but even if we do live in the real universe that we think we do, where there really is a planet Earth, and there really is that history that we have, and there really is a sun, and there really is a you know a solar system, and, and all of those things persist over time, and, and you have a history, and it's the history that you think you have, and you know the life that you think you have, and there really is somebody sat over here speaking into a microphone, recording something that you are then listening to later on. You know, that like all of that's really real. Even if we do live in that universe, certain popular physical theories that people have been working on for the last couple decades suggest that this low entropy version of reality that we're in right now is in some sense surrounded by a much larger high entropy C such that even in this universe the number of Boltzmann brains that are happening are much, much higher, much, like orders and orders of magnitude. That means hundreds and hundreds and thousands and and millions of times more common for a Boltzmann brain to exist than for a human brain. Okay, right now there's 7 billion human brains. Maybe in the total history of of the universe there's been like, I don't know how many, 20 billion human brains, something like that. I don't even think it's that much, but... Now, the number of Boltzmann brains is in the gazillions, the trillions, I don't know, just so many Boltzmann brains in this universe, which again means that even if we live in a universe that contains this low entropy bubble, which we call the observable universe, all these galaxies and solar systems and all of that, which is relatively ordered, relatively unlikely, relatively low entropy, even if that does exist, the chances are that you are not one of the lucky few of the 7 billion human brains which are actually getting to experience the real truth. You are still just a Boltzmann brain. You're still just one of those brains that popped into existence and thinks it lives in the real universe, even though the real universe does exist. So that's just a trip. Hopefully you're not feeling totally disoriented uh, about the nature of reality right now, maybe just a little bit in a fun way. I'm, I'm now going to talk us out of this a little bit because uh, it's just not true, and that's good. I mean, we, we actually can't know. So there's a fun little philosophical like, it's not. but there are a couple of ways out. There's one which maintains all of the logic. So here's, here's one way out. Given everything we've just said, then who you are is actually not one Boltzmann brain, but it's the sequence of Boltzmann brains that correspond to a given identity evolving over time. So just like there is a Boltzmann brain of the you in 2019 who is listening to this podcast right now, just that moment, then there's also a Boltzmann brain that popped up somewhere, may happen in the future relative to that one, may happen in the past, may happen simultaneously, of a version of you that's five years old having some experience that you can remember if I say, remember an experience that you had when you were five, okay? That experience, there's a Boltzmann brain that popped up at some point or will pop up at some point to have that experience, the five-year-old experience. And that's true for every moment that you've experienced. That, and it has this cohesive identity. And the cohesive identity is that all of those Boltzmann brains think they're the same person. When actually each one is just a moment flashing into existence and then flashing out of existence. So even if the reality is this like hyper sea of brains flashing into existence one after another, you are still a real thing. 
you're just not quite what you think you are. You're not just this like continuous object made of matter that has existed from one moment to the next in in continuous time. Uh, you are instead this set of all possible Boltzmann brains, and it's the set which can experiences itself as having this particular contiguous identity of of whoever you are, your identity. Now, this gets interesting when you get into some of the kind of Buddhist and non-dual things where people will have an experience where their identity dissolves and they feel a oneness with everything. Now, in that moment, they don't have that sense of a continuous identity. So in some sense, in this model, you could say they really do become everyone and everything because the only thing that makes you you is this sense of continuous identity. Anyway, that's a little bit of a trip. Okay, second way of getting out of it. I like this one, maybe even better. This one just kind of grounds into my own understanding of reality and the nature of consciousness. Remember way back at the beginning, I said there's this supposition, the supposition that a brain produces a mind and that every mind arises from a brain and it's kind of limited. It just arises from this particular organization of matter. I just actually don't think that that's how it works. And this also gets us out. There's a thing called the Chinese room. I'm not going to go into it because this podcast is already going long. I'm already speaking very quickly. But there's a thing called the Chinese room. Uh, It's a thought experiment. You can Google it. You can also listen to the How to Be an Okay Person episode called The Simulations where uh, we go into this in great detail. Go to howtobeanokayperson.com. Look for, I think it's number four, The Simulations. But it's the same way that we get out of the Chinese room problem that we can also get out of this Boltzmann brain issue, which is, and this is my tentative best guess about how consciousness works, is that it actually requires your location in space-time. So so your consciousness is not just a product of some finite arrangement of matter, which is a brain, but it's it's the brain is kind of the center of consciousness, but the what's required for the consciousness to exist actually extends probably throughout all of space and time. And so you can't have a brain pop into existence that actually has that consciousness because the brain by itself doesn't have enough. It actually, you need the whole history of reality up till this moment and and its location in space and time for that consciousness to actually arise, for the mind to arise in inside of that pile of meat. So that is some heady stuff. I hope that that gives you a new little window uh, maybe to to just feel the mystery of your existence for a moment and like oh wait you know there's a moment back there where i said like you know so even maybe you're not exactly what you think you are this this contiguous kind of meat machine that's you know existed has a history and and has a future and like that maybe you're this other thing but whatever like i guarantee baltimore brain or no baltimore brain you are not what you think you are so that's the takeaway And it can be a scary thought, but it can also be liberating. It can open your mind to the mystery. And I hope that that's where this podcast leaves you. Okay, thank you for listening and be well.